0: fellow Planeswalkers, I'm James, and I'm Paul, and we are the Commander at Arms Podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the Top 10 Commander reprints in Double Masters. But before we do that, we have a play of the week to talk about, which is our Draw Step. Paul, did you play Magic this week? I did not. I did
1: way more schoolwork than I care to discuss. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i really wish i could sympathize you with with on that one but uh, i haven't done schoolwork since 2008 (laughs) 2009 when i graduated like my tafe which is kind of like a uh technical college in australia Mm.
1: james has taught me a lot of australian lingo
0: yeah over the last (laughs) was this 16
1: weeks um i've definitely Mm -hmm. known you longer than that right
0: yeah, but I mean, like, just in this podcast, I feel like you've learned a lot more uh, than we were when we were hanging out in the old uh, bookstore playing Magic. True. Not knowing, what, not knowing what 2020 was going to bring in the ways of the global pandemic and, com- and like, Commander. So, uh, I mean, the only play that I really had this week that was a lot of fun, that was a lot of noteworthy, uh, was when I stole someone's... Uh, well, not someone's. He knows. He knows who he is. <laughs> uh, I, I stole his uh, temporal mastery spell with sudden substitution. Which, if anyone knows sudden substitution, it's you take control of target non-creature spell and you change, and you exchange control with a creature, and you can change the targets of the spell, and it has split second. So I went, I'll take the extra turn spell, and you can have this 2-2 manifested uh, island or forest or whatever it was.
1: That mm. sounds like a fair exchange to me.
0: It was great. I mean he so got a tutu. Went, can't complain. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he got a two-two he could swing out with. I mean, it wasn't gonna do anything. <laughs> um so that was pretty much all I really did this week, besides I built the new uh, where is she? She's right here. Built the new Rada Heart of Keld deck. So this thing's a lot of fun, um, been smacking face with her for a couple of days now, um, and that's pretty much all I've been really doing magic wise. Um, so double masters is fully spoiled. Do you want to talk about some cards from double masters? Uh,
1: yeah. So I'm I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there doing this right now. And so I thought it would be more interesting if we kind of set our own rules, so to speak. Um, so for this, we're going to avoid talking about a obvious cards. So things like Cyclonic Rift attracts a doubling season cards that like obviously needed a reprint and this pretty cycle. much do for one. Um, we're not we're going to try to avoid talking about those unless it's like super interesting, which I think we actually successfully avoided all of them. And also we're going to avoid talking about cycles because that would make it way too easy to make these lists. Right. Like, oh, we're just talking mm-hmm. about Five Swords, <clears throat> Traxxas Iconic Rift, Force of Will, and then, oh, we only need a couple more cards, we're done.
0: That's it, done. And also- It would have also been, like, the most boring list to listen to. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> I feel like at this point, everyone's going to be talking about something similar to what we're going to be talking about with Double Masters just around the corner. Um. So we wanted to take some of those cards that people don't really talk about in, like, the more of, like, the rare, uncommon kind of slot, and I think even one of them is- I think it's an uncommon. I think got, I think got upshifted from a common to an uncommon. Um, but we want to talk about those and give those a bit of a love and be like, hey, play these cards as well as, you know, those really expensive mythics that we're going to be all wanting and needing.
1: Yeah. And also for the same reason, we're going to not talk about the uh, the dual land cycle that they're using in double masters, yeah. which is the filter lands, um, because it would be a really boring list if we just slapped all 10 dual lands on there or filter lands <laughs> and said, Here's of Thicket. It's exactly the same as Graven Cairns, which we're going to talk about next. It's just red-green instead of red-black. That would be an awful list to listen to and not very entertaining content. So we're going to focus on some perhaps more interesting or perhaps unknown or underappreciated ones if we can.
0: And a lot of them are going to be like on, like, they're going to be cards that you know about if you played Commander for longer than six months. So let's, uh, (sighs) sorry. Let's uh let's get into the list, shall we? So we've got, I'm going to read them off my phone here. Lucky little phone. Uh, <laughs> so the first card we're going to be talking about is a card that I had never heard about until the Double Masters came out or was getting spoiled. And then everyone wouldn't shut up about it. <clears throat> uh, it's Council's Judgment. So Council's Judgment is a one white, white sorcery that has will of the council. And I believe that started in the conspiracy, see, uh, the conspiracy yes. sets. Yeah, that was yes. in the
1: first conspiracy set.
0: Cool. So will of the council says, uh, starting with you, each player votes for a non land permanent. You don't control exile each permanent with the most votes or tied for most votes. And that is a, that's a rare.
1: Yes. Um, this was no, it was not a mythic. this was always a rare, but when this first came out in conspiracy, it didn't really receive a lot of hype, but as people wisened up to the legacy format in Vintage, where a certain card called Trinian Nemesis is very popular. This card shot up in value because it's one of the few ways that you can actually deal with that because it's not a target. You just vote for the permanent. Um, So this crept up in value over the years. Um, While it's not the most valuable reprint in the set, it is one that I think perhaps hopefully with increased availability, we'll see more play in Commander because it is a really good removal spell, right? It's got Will the Council, which is one of the, I in my opinion, one of the best mechanics or keywords for uh, Commander, right? Because you can make some political allies, you be like, hey, let's all vote for permanent X, <clears throat> you know, try to keep them away from your permanent permanent Y, and because, you know what you know- permanent's
0: going to be like. So in the current uh, playgroup I have online on the on, on the Discord, that permanent that would probably want to get rid of would be uh, Thalia, is one of them. Uh, any of the Thalia's, because that is apparently running rampant in my play group. Draneth Magistrate is another card that they would probably want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also <laughs> Smothering Tithe, because that has won many, many games. Yeah. Currently. And um, um they just judgment
1: like is just a nice universal answer. Really cheap. It's only three mana. It's an exile. It's not a target. Um, occasionally you can really like do some fancy shenanigans and get two permanents with it if people try to, um, you know, screw others over besides the person you're trying to target.
0: Yeah, because like
1: the person that you're, you're trying to exile the problem at the like, Oh, well, I'll just vote for that. And then the person that goes after them will be like, well, I can I can get two birds at one stone if I just vote for the thing that they voted for. And sometimes you can get a two for one off this three mana card and very important. It can't exile stuff that you control. They have to vote for things you don't control. Yeah. <clears throat> so a very good card I'm really glad to see it getting a reprint here and I hope that because of this it sees more play because previously it was only available from Conspiracy I believe. Might have been reprinted in Mystery Boosters, but I can't remember
0: I, that set was so huge that I yeah, can't remember I know. exactly what every card <laughs> was in there but it's one of those questions, was it in that set? Did it just get a reprint? But the next card that we're going to talk about is a card that I really want for, for Rado. well I mean yeah. Uh, I, want, I
1: want it for insert green deck here.
0: Yeah, pretty much every <laughs> green deck wants this card. No, not, not, I'm not going to say it's an auto-included in every green deck, but uh, it's a really good green card. It's Exploration. So Exploration is a one green enchantment that says you may play an additional land on each of your turns. Turn one, you play two lands with this. Maybe crack a soul Ring. That's extreme ramp on turn one. You go turn one, forest. Tap it, Exploration. Planet of the land, tap that soul Ring, ta-da, then go signet. Who knows? Who knows what you'll have? But, so that's a god play.
1: This is probably one of the more well-known cards that we're going to talk about on here. Um, maybe a couple others might be a little more well-known. But, uh, this is an enchantment that first came out in Urza's Saga, I believe. The one with the two cog wheels is the, the set center. Yeah, that's Urga's
0: like Saga. Sark- Ergus, Ergus um, Saga <laughs> Urge's Saga, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> commanded a really hefty price, and then it got reprinted in Conspiracy, Conspiracy two, I think, Yeah. uh, then it shot down to like 20, 30 bucks and then it crept up right back up to where it was. And now I'm not even sure what it's pre-selling for. I haven't checked, but again, this is a <clears> card that <throat> any lands deck wants this pretty much any deck that has green and wants some cheap early ramp wants this. Uh, just a really solid include into just about like maybe 90% of green decks and one that just really needed a reprint overall, no matter what format you play it in, you know, like legacy vintage, cause I think it does see play there in the land decks. uh, commander just really needed a, a real dump to its value. So I'm really glad to yeah. see getting it getting reprinted here. Well, and, it's um,
0: currently pre-selling for $30. Uh, yeah. That's, on, that's actually what it was coin. selling
1: for. Uh, that's what it was selling for from Conspiracy 2 after it got reprinted. Yeah, so that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. It's a good card. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we have uh we have the next card. And we felt bad about not having a red card on the list, so we added this red card. And <laughs> that card is Imperial Imperial Recruiter. Imperial Recruiter is a two and a red for a 1-1 one, one creature human advisor. That says when Imper- Imperial Recruiter enters the battlefield, search your library for a creature card with power two or less, reveal it, put it to your hand, and then shuffle your library. So it's currently pre-selling for twenty nine ninety nine on Card Kingdom or twenty seven seventy eight on TCG. Gosh, that card
1: used to be. Gosh, that card used to be expensive when it's only printing for well, three kingdoms.
0: Now I could be very wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure this card goes and gets Kiki Jiki. And um, you most
1: of the time, this card will go Kiki-Jiki? and get. Most of the time, this card will go and get Kiki Jiki to try to combo off. Um, but I, I don't own this card. Um,
0: I don't own this card either. If
1: I owned one, I would one hundred percent put it in Alesha just for value because surprise, surprise, there is a lot of creatures with power two or less in Alesha. Who would have thought?
0: Aren't all the creatures in Alesha <laughs> two or less? You uh, that's what she wants. No,
1: Alesha has three <laughs> power.
0: Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. One card in a 100 card deck is 3 power. <laughs>
1: um So, yep, Imperial Recruiter just a really solid reprint. Um I wouldn't be surprised if the price goes below 30. It'll probably maybe hit like mm-hmm. 20 mark for a while considering that this set is like there's a lot of people that's going that are going to be opening this set. I think. Oh yeah. Based on what I've seen and heard. So, I would expect the price to even dip a little lower than that. And again, like I said, you run this in a lot of decks like this card goes and gets if you're in gruel, it can go and get rex age you can go and get acidic slime. Um, it gets a surprising amount of value for what is you need seemingly going to get what else what else if you need the ramp. Yeah. Sure. Um, it gets a surprising amount of value for what is seemingly a rather niche card. Spoiler, it's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so Paul, I want to yeah. talk to you about the next card real quick. Mm-hmm. So I first saw this card. So when this card was spoiled, I actually thought this was a brand new card, mm-hmm. um, in the ways that I thought they were just like trying to downplay what its effect was, because we see this effect on a lot of other, um, other enchantments, but it also has like an extra line of text that says do, do something else. So the card is Mana Reflection. Mm-hmm. So, Mana Reflection is a four green green enchantment that says if you tap a permanent for mana, it uh, produces twice as much of that mana instead. Uh, so, I just thought that was like another kind of like Zendikar Resurgent, but I'm realizing the Zendikar Resurgent is one additional. Yes. So, so- it not exactly tap for double, but it lets you draw a card. So, I just thought this was like a hey, here's a new version of this kind of effect on something that's seemingly the same cmc or a little bit more then Resurgent CMC seven wrong? so that's seven okay so this is one less produces you double so essentially this is a lot better than a zendikar resurgent but doesn't draw you a carbon if you cast a creature spell right but it does have some differences important differences so yeah well i mean you tap if you tap a dual uh not a dual land but you tap a bounce land that taps for two you get four Correct. yeah yeah so oh.
1: a lot of the newer players if you've come into the game within the past Several months or so, um, you will know a card called Nyxbloom Bloom Ancient, which has the oh same text God. on it.
0: Um, Nix Bloom Ancient is a <laughs> card and a half. Yeah, so this card works exactly oh, the damn. same
1: way. Uh, it has the same rulings and such. Uh, it just produces a little less. Nyxbloom Ancient is triple mana. Mana reflection is double. If you have them both on the field, it's uh, six sextuple. I think that's the word. The way you say six, six, six tuple. Yeah maybe
0: sure whatever six times (laughs) you all know what I'm trying to say it produces six times the amount of mana so a soul ring would produce what 12 mana Mm mm-hmm yeah wow um that is one hell of a ramp card for one cmc this is a card
1: that I like I feel like it's fallen off the wayside a little bit like just fallen out of public knowledge because of a how expensive it was b how actually little it gets played and yeah. I think that was because of the price, because it was around, like, 40, 50
0: bucks or so. And Well, I again, had never heard of it before. Right. That That's my point, exactly. It's a good card. I though. just thought, like, because I thought, like, you know, double master's theme is they want to do double things. So, like, they added, like, Riku of, t- of the Twin Reflection, I think it's called. He Didn't you shock call that one? It- uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like uh, that was offline. That was that was just it. when we were talking uh, and 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 hanging out. I was like, I bet your Riku's going to get reprinted <laughs> in the set, and boom, he got reprinted. Um, so yeah, I just thought because they were going with like the like they were just on theme, you know, kind of like, well, d- this is going to double your mana. The art, the new art has—I don't know if this is new art or not. I haven't seen the original. Don't quote me. Um, but it's you know, it's got two ladies chilling on there, like doing some sorcery stuff. With trees, it's really yeah, nice that's odd. Actually, I, I, think really the, love it. I think
1: the original is just a woman like laying down. She's like holding like uh, I yeah. don't, know, I don't really remember what it is.
0: Yeah, so it's like, you know, like I thought it was going for like the the whole double theme, and then I was like, oh, this is a new card that kind of does the same effect that we've seen before on like Kinnon, the uh, what is it, Kinnan, uh Prodigy? That card. Um, we've seen this on other things, like you said, in Exploration. So I thought it was kind of like turning to slip in another double your mana spell but um no this is a really good card this was a card that uh this is a card that think...
1: screams commander and you never oh, see yeah. it played and i'm almost positive it was exclusively because of the price and hopefully... well i mean
0: <laughs> in my in my rider deck i have nix bloom ancient and uh i thinking about maybe taking that out and putting in mana reflection instead uh like picking up a copy of mana reflection why not use both or even i mean well i mean i have nix Bloom Ancient and i have zendikar Resurgent. So I kind of mean like, eh, do I really need both? Mm. Well, I need both, but <laughs> do I really need, like, an extra one to then make, you know, mm. stupid's amount of mana? Pump Rada by, like, a billion. Rada doesn't make mana, right? Rada? Yeah. No, uh, she has an activated ability of four and Gruul, and she gets plus X plus X, where X is the amount of lands you control. Ah. Gotcha. Um, She's really good. Like, my deck is just super ramp. Uh, and you know this makes super ramp <laughs>
1: um so yeah, manner reflection good to see it. Uh, I know I'm breaking my own rule a little bit there by not talking about cycles, but like matter reflection is the only one that's like pretty interesting. The other ones are okay, but this is this is the one that like really desperately needed the reprint and I was so excited yeah. to see it here that I just wanted to talk about it. I really hope it sees more play. And I really hope that the price goes down to like maybe 10, 15 dollars. I'd like to see it in that area.
0: <clears throat> hey man, at that 10, 15 dollar price, I would be seeing to picking one up to being like, all right, let's, let's double that mana. Let's double down on our mana doublers. <laughs> so, uh, you want to talk about the next card, Paul? Yeah. The next card is a, it's a, co- it's a, it's a commander staple removal card. Uh, everyone knows what it is. It's Path to Exile. It got reprinted at an uncommon. Everyone knows Path to Exile. It's one white. You exile target creature. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it in the battlefield tapped, then shuffle their library. This card was seeing some decent amount of like, like it was coming up there in price. Um, uh, so at the, the-, mo- the most expensive I saw this card was at least five dollars. It's about five, six dollars for this card, just for the regular old printing. And now it's back down to about where it should be, about that three dollar mark.
1: So when I started playing the game, Path to Exile was a like ten to twelve dollars a copy for a regular copy. Yep. Um so seeing it as low as it is now is awesome. <laughs> um this card has actually been reprinted three times this year. Uh we had mystery boosters that was printed in, I believe. We had uh jumpstart. It's in a couple of the jumpstart decks, and now we have it again here. And honestly, I think that's awesome. Um, Usually they they go for the source. The plowshares printing. Which has seen enough prints that that card is like so cheap that you can get it for any deck. And yeah, the fact that they're now doing they're giving the same treatment to path to exile is awesome, because honestly, you should have as many copies of both of those cards as possible because any white deck you play ever in the history of magic is going to have both of those removal spells in it. I promise.
0: Yeah. I think when this comes out, I'm going to be uh, picking up at least a playset of these because I mean, I already have a plethora of swords to plowshares and there are actually I ran out of copies of swords to plowshare. So I've needed something else to slot in there and I had uh, one path to exile. So now it's like I'm out of these removal spells. <laughs> so with this in, I mean, it ramps your opponent like by one land, but. Would you rather your opponent have one extra basic or a very problematic permanent? Oh, it's not permanent, sorry. A very p- problematic creature on the field that they can abuse. My my thought process goes: just give him the land, honestly. Instant speed, mind you. Yeah, of course. All the best removals, instant speed. So, the last card we're going to talk about in our main phase one uh, is a card that I'm really excited to play with, uh, especially in. In a little deck called Taste of <laughs> uh, And that's Toxic Deluge. Talking about removal spells. that I mean, we were saying it's instant. This is a sorcery. Toxic Deluge is a two and a black sorcery that says, As an additional cost to cast this spell, pay X life. All creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn.
1: Uh, often considered one of the best board wipes mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, it got that name for Even a reason. Even better than Wrath of God? Yeah. It got that name for a reason. Uh, it's because it's the best board wipe of all time. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, only three it's mana. the
0: MVP of, of all board wipes. So it's a, it,
1: it is a literally a three mana board wipe. You have to pay X life. Sure. Whatever. You have 40 life in command. We start with 40. Who cares? <laughs> like, I would be okay paying 15 life to kill an emerald with this. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would not mind. Um, it's minus X minus X. So it gets around indestructibility. Um, there are very few ways to actually counter. And I'm using I'm not using counter in the little term as like counter spell and stuff. But like, you know, counterplay against toxic. Yeah, changers. very few ways to do that. So this card used to not be that expensive. Uh, over the years, though, as commander has grown more and more popular. Um, toxic deluge has crept up in value to match. So Mm -hmm. I think at its peak, it was like 30 ish, somewhere around there. Could be wrong on that. Um, so I'm really hoping that this reprint a tanks the price. Um, that's it. I was actually gonna say B. I hope it sees more play, but I actually don't hope that it sees more play because this card is really annoying. Yeah, it's, uh, (laughs)
0: It's really up there in one of those cards that you you know make us want to sigh. <laughs> Throwback to uh last episode, yeah, last episode. Um, uh, actually um, no, so not last episode, episode before that, episode fourteen. Um, um fun fact, uh,
1: there are yeah. only two three mana board wipes in all of Magic that I know of. Huh. There is Toxic Deluge, and there is uh Bantus Last Reckoning.
0: Ah. Some card. Uh, one really of them is good. clearly
1: better than the other. I won't say which one. Toxic deluge,
0: definitely Bontus. <laughs> Hands down, Colin, it's Bontus. <laughs> All right, cool. So we will, uh, we'll pass through our main phase. We've, you know, played our land, played some creatures, recurred some uh, spells from the graveyard. We will go to combat. We will assign damage in how we, however we see fit, and we will hear a message from our sponsors right now. Welcome back. I hope you had uh fun in that little combat step there. Hope you did all the damage you wanted to do. Played all the uh instance, the instant speed combat tricks. And uh we'll move right on to main phase two right now. So we'll open up with a uh, a card that I have I have seen being talked about a lot uh in my playgroup currently, uh with a lot of the Layla decks that we've been having around. And uh that card is Academy Ruins. So Academy Ruins is a legendary land that taps for one colorless or has an activated ability of one and a blue to tap. uh, Put target artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library.
1: So Academy Ruins is a card that I don't own any of, but I have several decks that would love this card. Pretty much any deck that you run or play, sorry, is going to have artifacts. Mainly because that's where most of our ramp comes from, and you know various other tiddly bits. No, mate, just play green and um, (laughs) having academy runes to get back those artifacts. It puts them on top as well. Um, It's just like incidental value, and incidental value is the best kind because you don't have to like you know replace anything with
0: it, right? This is a land. You're like, oops, that happened.
1: So if you can afford something out of it, the the like the one colorless landslot utility landslot to slip in the caverns like why not you know it makes cards like yeah. oblivion stone which is also in the set um really good because you can like crack the o stone and then activate the caverns and put the o stone on top uh oh sorry i keep saying o stone i don't know if i said it. oblivion stone is the full name of the card yeah um you, you said you on. said
0: oblivion stone and then referred oh, to okay. it as o stone you're good
1: um and then you can put it on top you can do the same thing with like nevin Ural's disc and various other you know, artifact-based board wipes, and this card can just get you crazy value again, like just without even doing anything, just by existing. Mindslaver. There you go. The famous mindslaver lock <laughs> oh, is academy ruins and
0: mindslaver. No, no. <clears throat> Do not promote mindslaver combos <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> it's a very famous
1: cube combo. It's called the it mindslaver is,
0: lock. The academy ruins and yeah.
1: Um. It's disgusting. And for anybody that towards the end is going to say. Well, you didn't talk about any blue cards. There you go. That's a blue card.
0: That's a blue card. Yep, <laughs> definitely a blue card. So, I mean, the next card going to talk about is actually a ramp card that we can get back with Academy Ruins if we like. It was, I believe, it was re- first printed in the original Zendikar block. Yes, as a at, at a common.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm getting there. I'm I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> kind of like my progression of uh, of my knowledge is is getting better as the podcast keeps going and going and going. So the next card is uh Expedition Map. It is a 1 CMC artifact that has an activated ability for two mana and tap, you can sacrifice Expedition Map, search your library for a land card, reveal it and put it to your hand, then shuffle your library. So that was uh I believe like a $15 common uh back before this got spoiled.
1: Um I think the highest I've ever seen it was like $10. Okay. I think. Don't I might've been
0: seeing it somewhere. I mean, I remember watching a couple of like the Rudy's videos where he was like unboxing a Zendikar and was like, boom, that's money. And I was like, okay, yeah, I believe Rudy. It, I like, don't know how old that video was, but for you know. a common,
1: like it was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Not really expensive as expensive as certain now, other
0: commons, but. It is now $1.49. Yeah. That's amazing. This is, this is, this is a card that you like, need. If you need expedition maps, this is, this is essentially cheaper than a wayfarer's bubble right now.
1: Expedition map is a card that I literally can't have enough copies of. Like even in my more competitive mm. decks, like I always want expedition map to get like Cavern souls or academy runes, wink, wink, or um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can even get, let's see, if you're playing slivers, you can get sliver hive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, it can even just like fix your mana. You're free, playing the
0: new, the new Rada, Heart of Keld, you can go and get Kessick Wolf Run. Kessick Wolf Run, you can get- Just saying. Um. Uh, the Rage Pits, that's also another good trample card.
1: There's a different one I'm thinking just, of. It's one just, that makes beasts fight.
0: Can't remember what it's called. Beasts fight?
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, nobody plays that oh, card. Oh, you
0: mean Arena?
1: No, 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 no. There's one that specifically, it's red green, and it makes beasts, makes target beast fight another target creature. Huh? I don't remember
0: what Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but at any rate. You should hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter if you know what that card is. Make us feel like fools and idiots. Uh,
1: Expedition map. Again, like like I said, just a card that I, you literally can't have enough of. This is essentially a colorless path to exile. Not the same effect, but I mean, in terms of like utility. This is oh, just yeah. a card. I was that like, like how play. is this a removal spell?
0: <laughs> this is a ramp card, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so. The next card we'll talk about, because we, we waffled on a little bit there on uh on Expedition Map. Everyone knows Expedition Map. The next card uh is actually one that I will most likely be picking up because it is phenomenally good. <laughs> um, it is Hammer of Nazan. So the next card we're gonna talk about on the list is another fantastic uh artifact. Uh It's probably going to see a lot more play in my new rider deck that I am just keep talking about this episode. And I apologize for that. Uh, Hammer of Nazan is a four CMC legendary artifact equipment that says whenever Hammer of Nazan or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach that equipment to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero and has indestructible, also has equip four. So
1: this is widely regarded. In commander as one of the best equipments ever made for good reason it does several things one it's uh what's the term I'm looking for it it gives your commander indestructible like that that's yes. the ultimate goal i'm trying to say i i'm pretty sure there's a word for it that i'm missing indestructibility right it gives your command evasion <laughs> it gives your commander uh removal yeah. evasion um it lets you cheat mana for equip costs and such Right, even for itself, like when it enters the battlefield, you just automatically equip it. Right, so you could even schedule a turn. Schedule a turn. You could even uh, <laughs> set up a turn where you <laughs> cast your commander and cast hammers on the same turn. Right, you just slip it on, and then after that, you could even cast your Lightning Greaves, which equips
0: for free, no matter what. Which equips for free anyway. Let, let,
1: let me let me say uh, Swiftfoot Boots. There we go. That one has an equip. Cost. Yeah, that's better. That's better. better there you go.
0: It's got an equipment cost too. <laughs> You could do the swords. I mean, the sword cycles in here, you could do the swords if you wanted to sort of uh feast and famine, fire and ice and war and peace, light and shadow, light and shadow <laughs> um, body and mind, body and mind sinew and okay, steel. There's all five. Perfect.
1: See, they, 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 got their screen time in this episode, Sword
0: of dungeons and dragons. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: so yeah, I'm really happy to see that this was not shifted up to mythic. Um, I had a feeling that this might be one of those cards that would get shifted up the mythic if it would, were to get printed in a set, just because of how powerful it is.
0: So the next card is is a card I hadn't particularly seen uh, too much play, or I haven't really seen it all that much. And I think it's just because of the price issues and there's people I'm playing with. Um, but it's another land. This time it's not a legendary, but that's Maze of Ith. So Maze of Ith is a land that says tap. Uh, untapped target creature, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by that creature this turn. So
1: there's so a very important, you want
0: evasion of, on a land. You got it.
1: There's a very important word that you forgot there. It's untapped target attacking creature.
0: Yeah, I said that, didn't I?
1: No, you just said Untap- untapped target unta- creature, unta- which would be way more. Oh, my
0: bad. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, untapped target attacking creature Because <laughs> apparently my third grade. uh my year three spelling mistakes, or spelling, error, spelling, not even spelling, my reading and comprehension <laughs> skills have gone out the window. Um,
1: like James said, this is a card that doesn't actually see that much play, and I happen to agree. I think it is because of price. Um, I only own one copy of this card, and I play it in Brago, where I can use it in combination with Peregrine Drake and Neltrazi Displacer to basically fog everybody's combat forever. So. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, really good combo there. I've only used it. I've only been able to make that work exactly one time in my life. And I hope to do it again someday. But this is like, again, very similar to Academy Runes. If you can spare the utility lands for this card and like, why not? Right. This card can yeah, exactly. a save your life. B it can be used as a political uh, thing. Right. Oh, you don't want to take seven commander damage or whatever. OK, <laughs> I'm
0: amazing with it. In return though, you don't want to take like, you don't want to take 22 points of commander damage and, <laughs> and like turn six. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll with it.
1: But in return, I want you to not pay for my next 17 Rhystic study triggers.
0: <laughs> oh, that is a bad deal. Anyway. You try to slice it.
1: I exaggerated the number there <laughs> a, your a little bit
0: hands and try to slice through that contract
1: personally. If someone offered me that deal, I'd say just kill me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, seventeen Ristic study triggers. That's a lot to not pay for. <laughs> um, but yeah. So
1: Maze of Rith, again. Like, it's just such a perfect commander card that I wish it would get printed more because I really think it should. Yeah. It should see more play. As annoying as it is, it's like a fair kind of annoying, right? It's not like Smothering yeah. Tide the Ristic Study where somebody plays it and it's like, oh my
0: god, right? Overloaded Cyclonic Rift, right? Um, Bounce Ewip back to my hand. Play it recur, Cyclonic Rift. And the reason Blonde I say Cyclonic it's fair
1: Rift. is because, oh, what about Voltron decks? There's Lightning Grease, bro. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll be all right. <laughs> there's, an, there's a new card that just got printed. I mean, it's not going to be recurrable unless you have a way to recur it, but Heroic Intervention. That yeah. just got reprinted in, in M21. That's a good card. Um, um, so, but yeah, like- Maze of Ith, play it, don't play it. Definitely play it. (laughs) 10 out of 10 IGN would play again. (laughs) (laughs) So we have two cards left in this list, Paul. We're going to leave one of them, which is a very special card, uh, near and dear to not just our hearts, new hearts, because we just found out about this card. Not really found out about a card, but kind of just like brainstormed on how to break this card. But, uh, you know, a lot of other cards, Non-commander formats love that. Love this card too, but we'll talk about that after the other card. So we're going to talk about uh, a card that got reprinted in this set that uh, I love. That I dropped my phone <laughs> completely. Ugh. So uh, we're going to talk about Worm Coil Engine. Now, this was a card again. I probably said this before that I just got in my collection from the anthology pack. Was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Didn't really think it was all that fantastic. Then found out how broken this card was. So, just if anyone needs a refresher, real quick, Worm Coil Engine is a 6 CMC uh, artifact creature worm for a 6 6, has Death Touch, Lifelink. And when, de- uh, when Worm Coil Engine dies, create a 3 3 Colorless Worm Artifact Creature Token with Death Touch and a 3 3 Colorless Worm Artifact Creature Token with Lifelink.
1: Wormcoil Engine is just like it's, it's, an one, engine. it's one of those cards where there's just like there's nothing bad about it, right? <laughs> just every everything you read on it. The, only, just the good. only
0: thing bad about Worm Coil Engine and Commando is you can only play one of them.
1: Exactly. Um unless you're <laughs> playing like, you know, Merin or uh Moldrotha, which you all know I love to talk about Moldrotha, Moldrotha, Moldrotha. Um, Like six mana, six, six uh, already. Good stat line for the cost. Death uh, yeah. touch, lifelink. Sure. Helps you stabilize. When it dies, it replaces itself by splitting it to two. Sure. Okay. It's an artifact color. So you can Intake, play it in literally it's anything. Okay. Sure.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there is no downside to this card. Like, absolutely. The only, again, like the only downside of this card is if it comes out and someone goes path to exile. And you don't have a free sac outlet on the board to put it back in the graveyard and get that die trigger, right? But like so, I mean, this- at at worst, <laughs> you're going to one for one someone.
1: Th- this card is in such a weird position because it's like it's so good, but it's so hard to say good things about it because it's literally all just in plain text on the card, right? There's no like interpretation yeah, to exactly. Like it's just a six mana six six that touch life link dies, it splits into two. There.
0: That's it. I think we can move on because we're going <laughs> yeah. to a lot of time on the on the next card. Yeah, go ahead. The next card we're going to talk about is actually the last card that we are going to talk about. It is near and dear to our hearts, like I said before. Um, it actually has different wording and different ways that it works this time, uh, as opposed to when it was originally printed. And we'll get into that. Uh, let me first read the card. It is Oubliette. So, Oubliette is a one black-black enchantment that says when Oubliette enters the battlefield, target creature faces out until Oubliette leaves the battlefield. Tap that creature as it phases, uh, phases in this way. Auras and equipment phase out with it. While permanents are phased out, they're treated as though they don't exist.
1: So, this card was originally printed as a common in Arabian Nights, which is a set that came out in 1994, a little bit after Revised, I believe. Um... It was commanding a 25 to $30 price tag because of popper. and black doesn't really have access to many effects like this. And originally the way it was originally worded, it was printed as a black a oblivion ring, ring essentially. Um, if the original text,
0: yeah, mm, it's pretty wordy. It's not too bad. And it right, shows sure, the difference ahead. between like, it shows the difference between like how they used to write cards and how they do write cards. Yeah, and they also have a really
1: fancy word on there, so yeah, that's fine.
0: (laughs) So, okay, so Ubeliet used to say, uh, select a creature in play when Oubliette is cast. That creature is considered out of play as long as Oubliette is in play. Hence, the creature cannot be the target of spells and cannot receive damage. Use special powers, attack or defend. All counters and enchantments on the creature remain, but are also out of play. If Oubliette is removed, creature returns to play tapped.
1: So originally it was a black oblivion ring where it would exile the creature. Um, but it was a little different in that the enchantments, like the auras and the counters that had stuff, would stay with it when it came back into play. So there's a couple key differences with the wording as it is now. So they changed it to say that it phases the creature out. Which works a little more neatly with the text for the enchantment and counters part, because that was always how phasing worked. Um however, since it's phasing, when at leaves a battlefield, when that creature comes back into play, it doesn't trigger ETB effects. Right? Like it doesn't trigger like, I don't know, Soul Warden or um if it was an Eternal Witness that got added, it wouldn't do its trigger when it came back into play. Because it's not coming back into play. It's just being treated like it doesn't exist now yeah. that sounds innocent on the surface, but the implications of that for commander are a little more convoluted than that, because it's phasing, a little more
0: sinister, let's say that
1: sinister. That's a good word. Um, mm. Phasing out of commander is mean. <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> so f- phasing is not exiling, right? It's not changing zones. It's just being treated as though it's a ghost on the battlefield. Right. But it's still there. Mm hmm. So, since it's not changing zones, they can't actually say, oh, I'll just put my commander in the command zone. They can't do that anymore. Right? The way it was originally worded,
0: yes. With phasing. Because it was exiling it, it was changing zones. Right. And then state-based actions say that because it's exiled, you can then move it to the command zone. But because it's phased out, you can't do that. It's the same as if you're playing a Teferi's protection. Right. You know, if if Teferi's protection said you can move your commander back, then that would be a little worse. It wouldn't be as good. It'd still be great, but... you had the ability to move it back to the command zone eh, not so not so fun not so great um but again as we were talking about in the pre-show like in in the not the pre-show like before we were recording um yeah phasing out someone's commander is just super mean especially like if they're playing uh a voltron commander they swing out with their big old lovely uh voltron commander i don't know who you would pick it at this point, but let's say, uh, Alela. and you had the ability to flash in Oubliette and you do, and then bye-bye all their equipments, bye-bye their commander. And then if you're playing white, you play like Avison and make it hex proof and ind- indestructible. And then their commander's is just gone for good. Now, obviously that's cool. But before
1: we started talking, I was explaining to James an interaction that I saw on, I believe it was Twitter that I saw it. Where if you have a specific setup, right? If you have. A specific set of skills, you <laughs> should say. Um, a specific <laughs> set of cards. Uh, if you have something on the field that makes Oublia a creature, like Opalescence or Starfield of Nyx, something like that, there are a few ways to do it. Um, you have something that doubles ETB triggers. And. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. So if you have like Panharmonicon <clears throat> or uh, Yarik,
1: yeah, you have something like that on the battlefield, and you play Ubliet, you get to phase out a creature, but you can also phase out Ubliet itself because it's a creature. Now, since they're not exiled, Ubliet's trigger to return the thing to the battlefield never goes off. So now both these things are just phased out, currently. So. If you ever manage to get that to work in a game of Commander, please don't have that person as a friend anymore. But also send a picture to our email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, send us a picture. I want to see it. If you can send us a video, that'd be even cooler. Explaining about how you got there and 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 what happened in the aftermath. And if you do, we'll probably end up featuring it on the podcast. And by probably. I would definitely feature on the podcast. <laughs> we will. No, no, no. It's not. There, there's no definitely. There's no cloud of judgment here at all. We will put that in the podcast uh, because that's hilarious <laughs> to some people. I mean, having it played on you is like, oh my god, that's annoying. Uh, I'm a scoop, but still, like making someone scoop because you did a what's that? At least four card combo interaction.
1: Um. So yeah, like Uliet didn't see any commander play before. Will it see commander play now? 100% absolutely. You'll probably see this in like
0: every black deck ever.
1: Like I'm definitely going to put this in at least oh, i profit.
0: Hopefully pick, I'm hopefully going to pick up a playset, even if, if I can just pick up one, I'll be okay, but I would love to be able to pick up a playset of them. I mean, they're currently commanding like a $4.99 price tag, but I mean, five bucks for this effect is phenomenal. And with that, I
1: think that's
0: all I had to say. That's our list. That's it. That's our top 12 cards that we think should be, you know, played more from Double Masters. What did you guys think of the list? Did you guys like the list? If you didn't like the list, what did we leave out? What would you have added? Let us know on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at... Sorry, I, f- I completely
1: forgot that's my cue. Uh, Twitter, yep. you can find us. Our handle is at Arms.
0: Yeah. Or If you wanted to see pretty pictures and pack openings, uh, we do the Instagram, which is commander.at.arms. I just cracked, uh, two, two, uh, Core 2021, uh, booster packs. Go and have a look and see what I got. And let me know if you like what I got. Um, if you wanted to send us a deck list or anything of interesting of note, um, Yeah, so like deck lists and uh, episode ideas, hit us up on our email, which is commanderatarmspod at at gmail.com. If you wanted to uh, support the show directly, we have patreon.com slash commanderatarms. If you don't want to support that way, please uh, follow on on Spotify, uh, follow us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, do a five-star review on Apple, Uh, do whatever you can share it with your friends. Just let's get our word. Let's get our name out there. Let's blow this up. Like we're going to blow up Uber yet. And with that, I'm out of ideas.
1: Um, if remembering a bunch of links is not your jam, uh, on the Twitter page, that's the only one you have to remember because, uh, I have a link tree on there, a link tree link that has all the links to all of our social medias and such. So. If you're like me and your memory is awful, then that is the place for you to go when you can access everything that we have from there.
0: And with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Peace.